question from Li Bengtsan from Malaysia. So is it true that the only way for us to be reborn in the human realm is by practicing the five precepts? And the next question is, what exactly do we have to do to break free from samsara? So what we need to understand is that one who, or a human who keeps the five precepts uh, can be called to be a uh, complete human being. We can see that in the world there's billions of people, uh, but we call them people, um, not the definition of a human being. Uh, people can lack virtue, lack sila, dhamma. Um, so they're not yet complete uh, to be called a human being and so they may still uh, harm other living beings, kill, uh, harm the minds of others, uh, drink intoxicating uh, drinks, uh, maybe cheat other people, uh, which in this day and age, a lot of uh, cheating going on in the cyber world, uh, or using harsh speech, uh, stealing possessions of others. Uh, this all of these unskillful deeds or not having sila makes the mind all uh, troubled and uh, hot. And we call this bapo uh, or unskillfulness or something bad. And someone with a mind like this, with a hot mind like this, is unable to meditate and make their mind peaceful. Uh, they just aren't able to. Uh, so this sila, this virtue, is a foundation uh, for the mind. Um, it's like if one is building a very tall building, many stories, uh, if that foundation isn't built well and strongly, then that building uh, may not last long and may f not be stable. Uh, so this sila is like this uh, firm hard quality to it. So one may have peace or composure in actions and their speech, uh, but the mind isn't yet peaceful. So one needs to practice uh, kamatana, uh, meditation, developing a meditation object. Uh, and this leads the mind uh, to peace. But uh, without sila, then it's difficult for the mind to gain peace. And so this is uh, considered in the one uh, path, the ultimate path uh, to be a fully, fully be a human being. Uh, the ones who are born into this human realm, they have practiced and kept the five precepts before, but they may be born into this human realm and end up forgetting about that virtue. Um, only the ones, uh, humans who have wisdom, will see the importance of sila and follow and practice it. In terms of the second part of the question, what do we have to do to break free from sangsara, the cycle of birth and death? Uh, we have to build 
and to all types of goodness. Uh, there's the ten meritorious or basis of meritorious action, uh, which include dana, giving, sila, uh, virtue, morality, listening to dhamma, discussing dhamma, uh, and sharing and dedicating merits, etc. Uh, and so it also includes then uh, training in developing mindfulness, uh, making our samadhi concentration to be firm and established. Uh, and also, we are deluded in this body, this person as being our self, uh, a self. So we need to contemplate it and see it as not a self. Uh, and then we can reduce our attachments uh, to it. And this insight will reduce the amount of time one needs to cycle in sangsara. Uh, and if one sees the Dhamma clearly, then there is no eighth life. And so this is the only path. Uh, there's no other path that will lead to this. Uh, so one should be confident and certain in this. Uh, and this is one who sees this and sees the Dhamma of the Sasada, uh, the Buddha, and follows his teachings uh, and gains insights following that. Uh, so this is called following uh, the training of Sila, Samadhi, and Banya, which we call the Noble Eightfold Path. So a question from an anonymous questioner. So Bandaji. Uh, can we use the word Buddha along with the staying with sensations in the fingertips as meditation objects because my breath is not clear and it's always hard? And the next question is, can one attain jhana only by contemplating the word Buddha instead of using anapanasati? So you can develop mindfulness, your sati, with the word Bhutto, and you can do it uh, repetitively, do it a lot, very quickly, so that uh, thoughts are unable to enter the mind. Uh, so when we have our mindfulness well established with the word Bhutto like this, uh, Bhutto, or the repetition of Bhutto can disappear by itself and the mind will be peaceful and it'll uh, go deeper and deeper uh, and gain uh, levels of samadhi uh, more and more. Uh, and in that time, we may not be able to even uh, be aware of the breath. Um, but if we do see, uh, still watch the breath in and out, uh, we just know that, know that we are aware of the breath and ultimately we'll let also, or the mind will also let go of the breath awareness of the breath. Uh, so this practice of Bhutto uh, will lead to samadhi and one can enter uh, jhana absorptions as well. There's no need to doubt about this. Uh, just practice, meditate and use that in order uh, to make the mind peaceful. And so you can also have your mindfulness 
established at the fingertips along with Bhutto. And so you may uh, move your finger like this, Bhutto, 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 uh, along with the movement of the finger. Uh, you can do that as well. And you just do that a lot, do it continuously. And this is also Buddha Nusati, recollection of the Buddha. Uh, just be certain in this that it will lead uh, to peace and just practice it like this, uh, even practicing it like this with your mindfulness at the fingertips and that will lead to peace and calm in the mind and one also can enter uh, samadhi, uh, whether it is upajara samadhi or apana samadhi and then one uses that samadhi and contemplates into the body and to see it as being anichang, impermanent, and one can see the Dhamma then this way. So do it a lot and cultivate it a lot and also Anumo Dana with you. So there's a question from Kaliyagon from Thailand. So I've been paying visits to the monastery and practicing the Dhamma since around the year 2007. However, I have just realized that there is a possibility that the teachings I have heard may not be 100% right. At the end of 2021, after sitting and walking meditation practice every day for at least one hour for two years, I realized clearly that the teachings that I have been following for a long time did not really help with developing samadhi. That is to say, I have always been attached to the nimitta in the form of bright light. This was until I came across the teaching of another Ajahn, as well as that of Ajahn Anand, that enabled me to overcome the issue with the nimitta, as well as allowing me to contemplate the mind and body, and at times progressed to the state of emptiness. My faith has then strengthened along with patience and endurance in meditation practice to the point where I could practice every day without fail. So my question is, how could we know that the teaching that we have come across leads to the right path towards the end of suffering? And what are the things that prevent us from encountering the right teaching? So in answer to the first question, how could we know that the teaching we have come across leads to the right path towards the end of suffering? Uh, we, the thing that makes us suffer is our attachment or upadana uh, in the form, feelings, uh, perceptions or memories, mental formations and consciousness, uh, rupa, vedana, sanya, sankara, vinyana. Uh, so the rupa we know is the material form, the body, uh, the vedana is the feelings in the body and mind, the sanya is like our memories, perceptions, uh, remembering, liking, disliking, uh, sankara, is the thoughts and proliferations, uh, mental objects there. Uh, and vinyana is the consciousness that receives uh, 
the eye receiving form, ears hearing the sound, nose uh, contacting odors, tongue uh, with tastes and body with sensations and mind with uh, mind objects. Uh, so this attachment is what leads to suffering to arise uh, for us to be free from suffering or the end of suffering, then we need to let go of attachments in uh, rupa and nama, materiality, mentality, that there isn't a self to be found in this. Uh, if for no problems to arise, uh, we have to get rid of the cause of that problem uh, if we want to get rid of or end suffering, then we need to get rid of the cause of suffering. Uh, so this is the right uh, path, which is the uh, noble truth. Uh, suffering, the cause of suffering, the end of suffering, and the path leading to the way out of suffering. Uh, so this is the correct uh, path. Uh, if we're able to uh, know the cause of our suffering, which is tanha, this craving. Uh, we know that's the cause. If To let that go, we need to practice maga, uh, the noble path that we summarize as sila, samadhi, and panya. And this will lead uh, to the end of suffering to arise uh, because craving uh, has been uh, given up or cut off. So to do this is the correct path and this will lead to uh, greed, hatred and delusion to be reduced and to be cut off. Uh, but we do need to listen to the teachings of a Kurbajan, a, a great teacher who has known this path for himself and walked it himself. And so we also need to believe them uh, have confidence in them and their teachings uh, because sometimes when our mind gets a lot of samadhi, there's a lot of peace, brightness and, and rapture and joy there, we start to believe in ourselves and our views. Uh, but here, right here, the Krubhajan, the teacher, would say, uh, don't be deluded in this peace that's arisen. Come back and contemplate the body. Uh, so we know that uh, the samatha is the ways uh, that we practice to develop peace and calm. Um, and vipassana is uh, the, the contemplation and in insight into uh, rupa and nama as being uh, anicca, dukkha, anatta. And this is the correct path to practice. But the obstructions to that is uh, delusion and uh, believing in ourself excessively too much. Uh, and so we need to receive uh, and, and listen and believe to the teachings of the Krubhajans and contemplate and investigate in them. So from an anonymous question. So, dear Thlampa, can you please explain the relationship similarities or differences between jitta and the consciousness that is listed in the five khandhas. Thank you. 
the consciousness uh, meaning vijnana here. And so in the previous question already did explain or, uh, about the five khandas. So the vijnana uh, consciousness in the five khandas, uh, this is like sense consciousness, uh, the consciousness that uh, receives and experiences uh, what we contact. For example, the eye, if it's a, a good eye functioning well, uh, we call the eye the inner sense organ, uh, and on the outer sense uh, exterior sense object, uh, there's a light that comes to hit onto the, the form, uh, the, the object, uh, and when this enters and contacts the inner sense organ, our eye, uh, then a feeling of seeing arises, and this is what we call vijnana, consciousness. Uh, but if the eye is no good, it's not functioning well, maybe the nerves are damaged, um, then even though on the outside uh, the light will still hit the forms, the objects, uh, but because the eye is not functioning, then there's no contact there, uh, the, the consciousness does not arise then. And it's the same for the other sense uh, organs as well, um, in terms of uh, hearing, uh, hearing, smelling, tasting, uh, feeling sensations. And then there's the mano vijnana, which is of the mind, uh, which has mental objects such as thinking, proliferation, ideas. Uh, and then when that contacts the, the mind, there's uh, feeling uh, arising as well, and we call this mano vijnana. So this is uh, the vijnana of the five khandas incorporates all of this, uh, all of this consciousness, and it is not a self. Uh, uh, but when these feelings, this sense consciousness arises, uh, coming from the six sense bases, then we attach to it as a me and a mine. So like we think that I see, I hear, I touch, I taste, I smell, uh, I uh, think, uh, feelings, the body feels hardness, softness, uh, etc. And so there's a feeling of us or me or mine coming up. This is the sense of self coming up. And because of this, uh, suffering arises. So the mind uh, or citta is this uh, the one that experiences or the element that knows uh, this. Uh, and so the five khandas arise and pass away. Um, and it's the mind, the citta, that knows this. Uh, but because of avijja, ignorance, there's, then, there's an attachment to the five khandas as being a self. Uh, so this is why we need to train our minds to have this uh, true knowing come up to know that uh, that one to know and to not attach to 
the five khandas as a self. And so if there's a, uh, the eye is good, oh sorry, there's no, sorry, there's no eye in the five khandas and there's no five khandas in I, in us. Uh, and so if there's a good eye, then there's the feeling of seeing arising. Uh, but if the eye is bad, then there's no consciousness arising, but it's the mind doesn't go anywhere, the mind is still there, the citta is still there, um, and can know, and can know this. So, a question from Li Lian Oi in Bangkok. So, good evening, Ajahn. Other than the breath meditation, is there also, there is also the Asuba meditation. May I know when should I try doing the Asuba meditation? Is it only after we have mastered the breath meditation? Or can these two meditations be done uh, concurrently? Thank you, Ajahn. So one may be experienced in meditating on Anapanasati, uh, mindfulness of the breath, and then the mind becomes peaceful and calm from that. Uh, and then when the mind starts to again uh, think, concoct, proliferate, then we contemplate into the body as being uh, a suba, uh, not beautiful, uh, unattractive. Or the other method is that we first contemplate into uh, a suba as our kamatana, and then the mind becomes peaceful from that, and then we, go, we may go back uh, and watch the breath, then the mind becomes uh, peaceful, there's a deep peace there, uh, then we again come out from that and contemplate into uh, a suba, and we may then see even clearer into this uh, and so whichever method we are more skilled at, then that's a method that we should do. So a question from Rasana in the UK. When I meditate, I start with breathing in and out and buddha, as you have taught, and my body becomes very light, and I feel as if there's nothing there. And then after that, I don't know what to do. Should I continue watching the breath or start looking inside the body? So what you're doing is correct. Uh, you're watching the in and out breath along with Bhutto and ultimately the knowing arises. Uh, there's uh, peace. The body and mind uh, become very light uh, like in what you've said in your question. Uh, and in this instance then the mind uh, won't have mindfulness uh, with that with your meditation object the, mi the mindfulness will be right at the mind uh, and here then uh, the thoughts and proliferations will start up again and this is then when we contemplate the body as being anicca, dukkha, anatta uh, following what uh, Tanajan has already uh, talked and given his teachings on today. 
And in this way, then, we will, practicing like this, we will see the Dhamma. So Anumotana, with, with you, uh, your method of practice is correct. And so just keep going on and doing that. ขอกราบคำถามถัดไปคำถามสุดท้ายของวันนี้จากคุณลักษณะประเทศอังกฤษอีกครั้งครับกราบเรียนหลวงพ่อทำไมอุปจารสมาธิจึงแปลเป็น